I, I, I told him. <laughs> I just, was like, hey, if you're going to blow those leaves, come blow these leaves. <laughs> yeah, nice. Right? <laughs> and that was, uh, God, Lucas, you were just like so irreverent. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. love to just go outside and like flip people off and be like, yeah, man, suck it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, You're I so just like fearless. To, You're so brave. I like to make people smile. <laughs> yeah. That's really, that's always been my goal. I just want to make people smile. And if, you know, talking about my fucking good Jews uh, down there make people smile, then and, and, you know, we both get something out of it. I get to talk about my dick and, you know, other people get to laugh about it. I mean, who wouldn't, who who doesn't need to hear about your undergarments? Yeah, my my gabagools. Your your gabagools, your your slabaganush. Yeah, <laughs> Oh shit! I just hit the mic. That's gonna sound great. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Sopranos. I finally started it. Oh I've yeah. Been like, dude, I've been literally putting it off for months um, because I've never seen it, and I'd kind of like I'm getting to the point now where a lot of the things that I've wanted to see or feel like I need to see, um, I've done it. So I've, I realized I was like, man, Sopranos is one of those shows that like apparently inspired so many other shows that I love. And I'm like, I need to like finally watch it. But I thought that back in like, maybe honestly, like five months ago. <laughs> well. And, and I just couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to do it because I was like, I'm moving. And then now that I'm moving, I'm like, I need to get settled in. And now that I'm settled in, I'm like, I don't really have an excuse not to start it. And it's just kind of this, like, it's six seasons. It's an hour every episode. I think it's like 12 episodes a season. I'm just like, I'm literally like committing like a week and a half worth of just watching something. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a journey, man. Yeah. Like a week and a half's worth of hours. <laughs> It is what I'm gonna have to put in. Not like I can. I'm not gonna finish this in a week and a half. There's no fucking way. <laughs> did is there? Did Luis influence you to do this at all? Lu, Luis um, and we kind of thought about it at the same time. I mean, yeah, because uh, the last time I went over there, he, they were watching Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to 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 text him because he was. We were trying to get started at the same time, so we could like. Te- be able to text each other about it because like yeah. who else is gonna do this and uh we were talking about it back when we did our barbecue like before i left town that i i think i mentioned it and he was like saying that he was thinking about doing the exact same thing just like going through all the sopranos because he had never seen it and we were like let's do it together and like you know it's like that's like our version of like when women go to the bathroom together it's like <laughs> me and my friends always want to like watch the same show or movie at the same time as each other so we can like yeah. text each other while we're watching yeah. or you know um so that was me and Mitch, uh, me and uh, Luis's like grand idea and then he texted me probably like a month ago saying like about to get started like putting on the first episode you know when are you going to do it and i was just like man like <laughs> it, i didn't i didn't know at the time but i was like uh, in a month oh, and he's probably fucking like four seasons in already now at this point but i was going i meant to text him to tell him that i was watching well, that's great because you can you can text him whatever you want, you know, about the show, and he can't say anything. So you get you uh, get all your time in the spotlight. That's true, but that kind of, <laughs> you know, I, I like I I was thinking that too because I was watching it the other night. I probably watched like three episodes in the first sitting, and it's fucking great. 
Um, but I was thinking about texting him and being like, I'm going to be referencing all these little things that happened in these episodes that like he probably won't remember at this point. <laughs> and I'm like, this kind of sucks. Like That happens a lot with my other friends that they watch a ton of movies like I do. And there'll be so many times where they'll see a movie and tell me I should see it. And then I wait like two, three weeks and I finally watch it and I'm texting them while I'm watching. Just kind of like live texting. And yeah. they don't seem to get much out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting like, I'm just like, oh, I want to like you know, bounce this off of someone because no one's like, I'm always like really snarky and we're like, th- those are like two, two of my friends that are just like super snarky and, and <laughs> give the, like we criticize the movie as we're watching it. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be the same when I'm like three weeks late <laughs> to the conversation. It's just a little, uh, well, it's just a little late. <laughs> it's just a little late. It was kind of the same thing whenever I was worried, uh, a couple episodes ago recording about coastal kites because i'm just like dude brett we've been sitting on this album for a month I'm like by now brett's just like not gonna care <laughs> to talk about it <laughs> like it's like it's run its course and we oh. didn't we didn't get to talk about it well look you don't need to worry about that man i didn't care the first time i listened to it yeah i know so <laughs> by the seventh time you were like it was you were numb <laughs> i was just numb inside outside uh, USA, USA, baby. You know, you talked about you're talking about, uh, you know, watching a series along with people to so you can like talk about it and criticize. I, I wish we had something like that, man. Me and you? Yeah, like I wish me and you had something where we just like watch a media and we just like talk about it together. I mean, there's we're both so busy. I mean, God. I'm I'm so busy. I'm working on my rice business. Where I'm starting a rice business. Yeah, I'm starting a rice business where I just take little single pieces of rice and I sell them on eBay. And you say that they like what belong to a celebrity that someone. Yeah, well, I say you got it off of someone's fork. Yeah, I just I actually just go into restaurants and steal famous celebrities' bowls of rice. And and I just sell the individual pieces. Uh, they go for like around five to six cents each, which is a it, damn. It, yeah, after like a, a hundred or a thousand pieces of rice, it, it comes out to a pretty pretty big profit, you know. I'm I'm looking to yeah, go on that, Shark like $6? Tank. Yeah, was that like six dollars? Sixty dollars? About six dollars. Yeah, about, about enough $6. to pay for pay for a candy bar at the gas station. Hoping to get Mister Wonderful behind it. Hoping he can invest. Been watching a lot of Shark Tank lately myself. Yeah, what's yeah. your favorite? What's your favorite Shark Tank? My favorite Shark Tank episode. <laughs> oh no, favorite type of Shark Tank. Oh, the ones at the aquariums where the people dive in and feed the sharks, and you get to watch. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> joke landed. Oh, that was a joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely landed. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. I don't have two bowls here that I'm hitting at the same time or anything. <laughs> so we're gonna have a lot of landed jokes tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna get them about two minutes late. I mean, I'm. I am. I'll be honest. Extremely tired. Yeah, you sound very laid back right now. Is it that you're exhausted? You know, like uh, melatonin. You take melatonin. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. Literally, like drinking uh whenever i take a melatonin tablet i cannot get to sleep 
Like, dude, I feel like you're just like so straight edge that it's like the second like you take a Tylenol and you're like, I didn't sleep at all last night. I took two Tylenol, and just the the caffeine in that <laughs> really, you know. I'm like if I if I if you eat anything other than like water and unseasoned chicken, <laughs> it just messes with my <laughs> my whole system. You're like, man, I was so stoned yesterday. I had two cups of tea, <laughs> and you're like, whoa, buddy. Well, it was green tea, you know, and you know well, what else right. is green? <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, don't I know it? Yeah, so you know, you know, what I'm t- you know what I'm saying? So uh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> But, like, literally everything else in my entire life makes me sleepy and just puts me to sleep except for melatonin. You're just a little baby boy. Yeah, that's weird, man. You're just I, a little uh, baby boy. I had a few odd experiences with melatonin myself that made me not want to take it anymore. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, this was before I got my fucking CPAP machine. Fucking hashtag CPAP life. Hashtag, you know, where my CPAP's at. <laughs> I feel like we don't get enough representation. I was talking about this the other day. Anytime I see a CPAP machine in like a TV show or a movie, and it's the same as like when I see a vape, like a, you know, like a vape that I use, like a volcano or like the Mighty or some one of the, one of the more popular ones, and you'll kind of see it in a TV show, and I'm just like, finally representation. <laughs> like I know I know what everyone's talking about now when they're saying they want to see representation in movies and TV shows. You just you just need to see your little sleep breathe machine in in media. Yeah, let me know I exist. Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm part of this equation here. You know what? But as a as a uh, straight cishet white man, I feel you, Lucas. I understand yeah. your plight. Thank you. It's like when are people going to talk about us? Honestly, when are when are when am I finally going to get some representation? Yeah, when's a white Latino with sleep apnea going to be representative <laughs> <laughs> on CSI or something? Like, make yeah, me one of the, the bad guys. I don't care. Yeah, put me in The Sopranos. <laughs> I feel like Brooklyn Nine-Nine is one of the only shows I've seen that has mentioned a CPAP machine and that you see someone using it. Um, but what I was getting at <laughs> was uh, this is I, I took melatonin one time because I, I have really bad sleep apnea, so I would wake up all the time in the middle of the night. Sometimes I would wake up not breathing. And one time I had, I started basically being scared to go to sleep and it sucked. Oh God. That was like probably the three or four months before I finally like got a sleep study done and found out that I have sleep apnea because over the course of like, I think like a six month stretch, you probably know this, but like I I woke up having panic attacks. Right. You told me about that. I yeah, I'd wake up. And immediately wake when I woke up, I'd realize that I'm not breathing and I would start hyperventilating. Like I would, my body would like go into like panic mode and it happened. And I mean, imagine that, like imagine waking up in a panic attack, like in the middle of the night and your heart's racing and you're, you don't, you can't breathe and you don't know what to do. And it happened a few times when like I would be with Christina and of course I like scared the fucking shit out of her, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, so there was a there was a time there where I was legitimately I would get anxious even going to sleep, trying to go to sleep because I'm, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't want that to be one of those nights. So uh, I would be scared to go to sleep, and I would like try and stay up as long as possible. And there was one night that my anxiety was keeping me up so much that I I wanted to sleep and I couldn't, so I took a, a melatonin. 
and I had a fucking panic attack that night. And I think, and I, I attributed it to that the that the tonin got me so fucking like relaxed and like in deep sleep that I wasn't used to getting that I stopped breathing. <laughs> oh God. So, uh, it happened twice. It, it happened to like another time that I was like, all right, I'm going to take melatonin again and there's no way it's going to happen again. And it happened again. And I was just like, all right, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> have you, so I have my own history with that. Have you tried to take it after you got the, the CPAP machine? Dude, you know, I've thought about it and I haven't yet. Like I'm still nervous to take it and I don't really need it anymore at this point. I mean, point. yeah, if you're already, it, you told me after you got the machine, you've had the you know, you felt more uh, revitalized and had better sleep than you've like ever had in your entire like, life. Like ever. And I mean, even at this point, like I've, I'm maybe getting like five and a half hours of sleep a night and I'm awake from six in the morning, you know, and I'll, I, I pass out at midnight every night. Like I have like enough energy to get me through like a, an entire full day like that. And I'm, fine and that's what's like that's the quality of sleep i'm getting like even if i'm only getting five and a half hours like last night i got like less than five hours of sleep which wouldn't be my fucking preference like don't get me wrong but (laughs) i did it and i'm fine well i mean so maybe you maybe you need to look into some of that i've been literally recommending cpap machines for everyone (laughs) oh yeah that'd be nice right yeah (laughs) yeah i mean even if i don't even know like probably I would say probably 80% of the people that I've recommended it to probably don't need it, but there's you'd, you'd be surprised how many people have told me since I've started talking about like my experience with sleep apnea that people are like, oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, yeah, I, I wake up not breathing, or I wake up like choking, and, and I'm just like, dude, like why aren't you doing something about it? Like, like at least five people have told me, and since then, like my sister and her fiancé have gotten CPAP machines because they finally realized that they had the same issues and everything i'm just like i'm fucking changing lives man i you maybe you need to be the mascot for cpap machines dude i have thought about it more than once doing another podcast about my about like cpap and sleep but also about like losing a ton of weight and trying to like be healthier cuz i have like way too much experience having to fucking do that Right. That I'm, I'm, and I feel like I have a really unique perspective because I lost like a hundred pounds when I was like 20 and then I slowly gained it back until I was like in my early thirties and then I'm, I'm losing the hundred pounds again. Like I've lost like 60 in the last like year or so or like oh, a year wow. and a half. You, yeah. yeah. You, you've had a little journey over there. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that, that losing the weight and, and coming and having to like having to lose it again, I feel like is like my, is one of my unique perspectives I can, and in, and you know, coming from like the the experience as as like a fucking stoner too like right. and that culture is like munching and and that's how I fucking gained my weight was you know I I dove into the stoner culture a little too much where I was just like well I'm supposed to munch out like this is part of the this is part of the deal <laughs> you know so I'd be like if I'm not munching out then like you know I'm missing I'm missing out on part of the experience hmm. so I for years you know three four times a week I would like go to sleep with like fucking food probably still in my mouth <laughs> and just be like so like I would literally fall asleep with like Oreos in my teeth oh jeez cause I ate so many Oreos <laughs> in one sitting and I would just pass out oh, <laughs> and gosh. it was like horrible binging and you know and then in my head like going you know day to day being like 
Um, like, I don't know why I can't lose weight. Because, like, my meals would be relatively small. Like, I, would, I wouldn't eat a lot in a meal, but I would munch out every single night. Mm. But in my head, I didn't count the munching <laughs> into my equation so I would, right. I would constantly be like dude i eat it's not like i eat like disgusting meals every fucking day i'm just like why can't i lose weight why can't i lose weight and then once i finally stopped all the like snacking and i started like cooking a lot more and not like you know i i wouldn't eat like slutty meals every single time i ate but i i got takeout a lot during the week like while i was working and everything mm. and it's just all that sh- I, I didn't realize it till till i went through and started gaining and lo- i mean i went through and started losing weight again later on in life and this way I had to do it in a different way because before I was basically eating whatever I wanted but I was playing basketball like three hours a day and now <laughs> I'm I don't have time to play basketball every fucking day and so I had to watch what I ate and and all those people saying like oh it's it's 90% diet or it's you know x percent diet I always thought that was bullshit so I'm just like I, I don't have a bad diet and I'm still not losing weight and I'm and then I you know you don't realize it till you actually start eating well that you're just like oh I was putting in fucking work to stay you know 285 pounds <laughs> I was putting in work dude like seeing pictures of us like playing in Mortalis like is so trippy to me now because I look so different <laughs> and I'm just, and I you know you don't realize it till you look back and you're like holy fuck dude like I was heavy well it's like I was a big boy I still am. Oh yeah, you'll always be you'll always be my big 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 wet boy. I I but, know in your heart I'll always be your big your BWB. But yeah, like you you it's really hard to kind of visualize and realize like how much you eat. I got a calorie counter. Every Oh god, it, dude. There's, there's That's a little, miserable. Yeah. I go through a little <laughs> cycle every 6 months where I down re-download the same calorie counter and then i get frustrated and i d- delete it <laughs> yeah dude calorie counting is i've never i've that that is the first time the first time i was losing weight i did a lot of calorie counting but i didn't have like a an app because iphones didn't fucking exist right <laughs> when i was 20 um but obviously you know there's like websites and shit like weight watchers and all that but I did limit my calorie intake by literally just like looking at the stuff that I ate and doing the math in my head um, to, I think I was eating like 1200 calories a day for the first like three months, mm. which is nothing. Like the reason they tell you that you're supposed to eat 2000 calories a day, I think is because you technically burn 2000 calories a day just from like living. Yeah. Just from existing, just from existing, like breathing. Like every time you take a breath is like one calorie or that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but even Don't. breathing, even breathing uses calories. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's technically. Um, but so I was limiting myself to 1200 calories a day, which is really like not enough food for, you know, anyone really. And I lost like 40 pounds really quick from doing that because like I went from probably eating like 4,000 calories a day to, to less than what I should be, you know, at a healthy diet. Right. Dude, I will say like, you know, at your age is when I started cooking more and I found like ways of cooking that I enjoyed and probably my most, the way, the way I enjoyed it the most, like when I was in college and like up until pretty much the last like couple of years is barbecuing, man. And you end up like cooking healthy stuff on a barbecue. Like people think that barbecue is not healthy, but it can be as long as you're not eating mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and bread and gravy and all that shit with it, you know? Hmm. 
But if you like find ways of cooking that you enjoy and just like basically try and have like as many veggies as you can fit on the plate and like dude, I honestly don't eat. I feel like I still eat slutty in a healthy way. Cuz one of <laughs> one of the best things about eating healthy is like being able to eat a lot of it. Right. Like I still eat a lot of food. Like for dinner I'll eat a big fucking like plate of food but it's you know quinoa and brussels sprouts and you know asparagus and then just like really good protein and we just season the shit out of it and it tastes amazing Mm. and there's some nights that we make slutty meals and we don't feel bad because like 80 percent of our meals are are healthy right and it's just it's awesome man so like that's i do realize now like how diet really is um the key like it's it help it does it does so much of the work to like keep you healthy and in shape yeah right if you you know and it even you can work out as much as you want but if you're if you got a nasty diet it's it's really not going to do too much i mean yeah i mean you can work out a shitload and be in shape from working out but you can also be like your insides can not be in good shape yeah like just cuz you have big muscles doesn't mean that your fucking liver is doing well <laughs> and that's like that's where you know that's the center of everything right there so it's just like you you know you you might have like a you might be able to run for miles and miles but like honestly if, if all you eat is like pizza like there's no way that that's healthy yeah you know and um and and also i feel like if you don't eat well like you're you're holding your body back from like really getting as as healthy and as like fit as you can be because like eating rounded means like getting all the nutrients and vitamins that you need to to build you know those muscles or like fucking like i'm realizing like this time around losing weight i'm like way more viscous or not viscous (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i'm not slippery at all (laughs) Um, i'm way more vascular bases and bottles Yeah, you throw me against the wall, I slip really easily, or I don't anymore. Um, No, I'm like vascular is what I meant. Like I I see veins where I've never seen veins before. Mm -hmm. And I swear it's because like one thing that I've been doing a lot too is just drinking a shit ton of water. And I think like when you're really hydrated, I think it like makes your veins pop out more. Yeah, it does. That's why they always tell you to hydrate before drawing blood. Oh, is that, oh, is that true? That's true. Yeah, my dad ran a blood bank. I should know that. I, I, they can never ever find a vein on me, so I always try to chug that water. That sucks. But they can never. I was thinking of getting a tattoo of a vein, and like a little target. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Uh, but yeah, man, like, yeah, I, I've, I've been trying to do that as well. Unfortunately, my favorite method of cooking is with a microwave uh and i just can't yeah, find the motivation to cook uh on my own uh but luckily my roommate makes some fucking amazing food and it's like oh uh, that's awesome healthy as well yeah that's that's clutch man um uh, but just, i mean i wouldn't be eating the way i ate or i eat now if it wasn't for christina mm-hmm. so it takes you know sometimes it takes someone else to fucking introduce that shit to you right which I think we should introduce this podcast. You think? I think so. You know what? Yeah, sure. Let's go ahead. 
I think we've done enough uh, CPAP and, and weight loss talk. So, <laughs> what's up, buddies? And welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the podcast where two good friends talk about one good album for a certain amount of good time. <laughs> <laughs> only, only a certain amount of good time. It's not That's at all, all going to be promise. a good time. No, it's all we can promise is that a certain amount of this podcast will be enjoyable. Yep. We are your hosts, Lucas Inherkovs. That's me. I am the monster of Monterey. <laughs> oh, that's and you? I got my buddy <laughs> and co-host here, Brett, the digital power button hammer hand. <laughs> I, get, I just, I turn, yeah, baby, because I turned the woman on and off. Uh, you make her all ones and zeros. Yep, they call me the binary boy. You get into her bits. <laughs> get through her bits and binary pieces. And you know, some people call us the odd couple of podcasts. Well, wait a uh, second. Wait a second. Lucas, I'm I'm hacking into the government. The government computer. I'm in the Pentagon. It's oh. it's it, it says here that they've been calling us under under code buds. They've been calling us the pod couple of oddcasts. The pod couple of oddcasts. I kinda like that. Yeah? Yeah, it's like our like our like alias. That's it's kind of like a nickname, I guess. It's, it's kind of like a it's it's like an endearing uh title. I like it. I've always liked nicknames. I've always give I've always given people nicknames and no one's ever given me one. <laughs> and the only nicknames I've ever had are ones that I've given myself. How sad is that? Well, I every time I called you Sloppy Toppy, you always met it with like aggression. Well, it's because I didn't like that one. Well, you don't get to choose which nicknames you get, do you? That's true. Um, all right, call me Sloppy Toppy from now on. Sloppy Toppy, please. Sloppy Toppy. Sorry, it's Yiddish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I like that. Well, We are the pod couple of oddcasts. Let's go with it. Let's try that out for a bit. Let's see Let's how it works. Let's go with it. And the album that we're going to talk about today, Brett... Lucas, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, bud. What's the album that we're talking about today? You know what? Uh, let me hack back into the Pentagon real quick. Bleep, bloop, bloop. Uh, it didn't remember the password, so I got to do it again. Uh, it's Telephone by No Name or Telephone. Telephone by No Name. Telephone by No Name. And No Name is a uh, female. I would say, like, s- slam poet slash rapper. I mean, I definitely wouldn't say slam poet as much as just regular poet. I mean, okay, you're right. Yes, she is a poet slash rapper uh, from Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. This album came out in 2016, so we're probably getting to, like, five years old now at this point, and this is technically a mixtape. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it's the first album that I heard by her. Um, she has had a few releases since then. And I would say, you know, it might just be the, the the whole, like, you know, it's the first album that you heard by this person that got you into them thing. But it is my favorite album by her still. She's she's released, I think, two albums since then. And they're both really good. Like, she hasn't really lost a step. But, uh, man, I fucking love this record. <laughs> Yeah, it well, you know, I I'm sure you did the research as well. 
but this album was supposed to be released in like 2012. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't really see that, but I will say, dude, like this is, there's probably more notations and artist comments and producer comments on this record on Genius.com of any album that we've done so far. Yeah, I mean, it's like. If you really want to get into the background of of every track, they have a blurb and a a little you know factoid from the producer or no name herself like for every song. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's dope. Uh, usually, and, and usually that kind of notation is reserved for like the most popular albums and artists. Right. Uh, and I couldn't tell you how popular No Name is, though I've seen her around even before doing this episode and i knew about her uh yeah i mean she has over a million monthly listeners on spotify um by now she's she's big but this album you know five years ago i'm, I'm not sure how much it, it blew her up or not but it i was surprised to see like how much information there was about this record just on genius right um and just going back to what you were saying like that this was supposed to come out in 2012 um there's a song on this record that she kind of mentions that um yeah she, she mentions what what is it on uh well she mentions it a couple times throughout the record honestly you know i only caught it once uh and i think i'm trying to remember what song it was on but she basically talks about like taking care of her aunt who had cancer was and it that maybe and basically that reality check yes yeah yeah they can't like i was thinking you know she she mentions basically fate calling or fate knocking on the door that's kind of what the whole song is mm -hmm. about reality check and she mentions you know i was too busy taking care of my aunt or there was too there was a cancer scare or something like that and it just kind of like you know shows you to me i was just like that is a really easy way to tell all of her listeners like who, what her priorities really are it's just like yes i have this talent but like yeah. you know she held off having a an obviously like really successful career to like take care of family and to be closer to family. And I think that's like a really, that's really indicative that that line alone where, you know, on the, for the whole record where she gets like really personal and it's, and it's great. Yeah. And, and, uh, on the first song, she kind of hits on those notes as well on yesterday. Uh, she's like, I know the money don't make me whole. Uh, and she kind of talks about, uh, I don't know, it, it, like like the opposite of what most other rappers talk about, with like grandeur, and uh, right. just having everything. And she kind of tries to list out her priorities. And her grandma actually is mentioned a lot of times on this album. Uh, yeah, so she it's is. obvious that she holds her very dear. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh that that's kind of a, a through line throughout all the songs is she, the lyrics are just really, really personal and unique to her. Like there's, there's, I mean, you know, there's times where it gets really heavy where she's, there's a song about like essentially what sounds like an abortion experience that she had. Hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it gets really heavy. I think it's called bye bye baby is, is the song where, you know, yeah. she talks about that. And, and, you know, there's a lot of talk about like police brutality and, and uh, growing up just as a black woman and living as a black woman, there's, you know, but there's, it goes from all that to like, she has a song about like sex and, 
you know, she she's really playful with her lyrics too, which I think is really fun. It's like she'll have like a really heavy line, and then the next line will be funny. <laughs> she's she's very dynamic with her moods and her themes and her well, mainly her tone, I guess. But it yeah yeah she she it's all very personal lyrics. It's all uh, y- unique lines that no one else would be saying uh yeah she touches on a lot of different subjects throughout the album a lot of different topics and themes yeah and i think it you know she's she isn't an mc she she does rap on this record but i would say like this is more of an r&b record than a than a hip-hop record right yeah sure it definitely i mean I, I couldn't exactly tell you all the differences between hip hop and R and B, but it definitely like all the songs are very jazz laden. Uh, all the lyrics are very passionate and personal, yeah. uh, which I guess relates more to R and B than hip hop. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're hearing like you know, like people like Little Sims, and I think she's she's out of the UK, who's like getting more personal with yeah. her lyrics. But she, she, I love her, but she also has the braggadoch, you know, approach. Right. Um, and but yeah, I would say like honestly, like R and B and 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 hip hop are like starting to to blend a lot more um, lately. I feel like like there's you know one of the things that I credit this album um, was getting me into this type of music too, like kind of exposing me to to other artists like Saba who is one of the producers of this album, but also, uh, uh, you know, an MC and a, and a rapper and a singer in his own right. And really good. Um, same with Smino, <clears throat> like Smino's mm-hmm. another guy that I got really into and, and Raven Lene, um, all three of them like this, you know, were featured on this record and that's what I, you know, and to kind of, I'll go off on that in a little bit, but, um, you know, I, it, it's cool that it, it, it showed me this this world of this like blending like hip hop attitude in with R and B, which was like totally new to me. And uh, R and B was always so cheesy to me, and and like <laughs> really cheesy music and really cheesy lyrics and and right. kind of like almost like uh, you know so easy to make fun of. And you've seen it made fun of so many times that I think that's why it's just like I've seen it parodied 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 in so many things that it's almost like you listen to it and you're like, oh my god, this is like this is the joke. Like this song sounds like a joke because you've heard it made fun of so many times. So like right. hearing this type of R and B where it's like it has attitude, it has l- lyrics that actually have you know very personal uh, themes and and can get heavy and can be fun and uh, I think is really cool, man. Like this is a you know you kind of dive down the no name rabbit hole and you're gonna find like a lot of stuff that's really similar to this but really good. Yeah, and even. Uh, with R&B, like, it, it, it seemed like every song is about, like, you know, baby, I love you, we're gonna do it, to, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. even when she talks about love and, like, intimacy, it's it still subverts uh, kind of the R&B style because it's so personal. And yeah. she, just, she just talks about it differently than, uh, you know, other R&B uh, artists. Yeah, I think uh, it's like it definitely is like she, you know, she speaks about relationships in a in a way that's not lovey dovey. But then 
at times like she's that's the thing is there's nothing like there's so little that's that's cheesy about no name which and, is odd which is odd like you would think that you know this would be almost um like kitschy like this yeah. type of this because the music like dude i love all the music the the i love all the music on this record like they're so like they all sound so similar all the songs like musically sounds so similar but it has yeah. it does give it like this whole like vibe right yeah for sure it, it definitely stays consistent throughout the record and keeps you in this uh mood space man such great smoking music like this is <laughs> so good to get high to man it's so because there's also so much going on in these songs and there's a lot of psychedelicness to it really to me there is like you know and and that's the psychedelic is just kind of like the generic term that i use for anything that makes me like when i'm high just kind of go like whoa like it kind of like <laughs> makes your like hair stand up a little bit and it's all these little pr- production choices that they made like on uh like all i need it has this like electric piano that kind of like warps in and out uh it's like sweeping yeah right yeah and yeah and it's just like wah, 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 wah. and like really like you know something as simple as that will like make my fucking ears tickle and like my eyes will like squint <laughs> and i'm just like especially if i listen to it loud enough and there's a lot of like really good synth and electric piano on this record and it just gives you that 80s like jazz vibe yeah for sure but there's also something cheesy to the music too right well that's it's it's very odd because chance the rapper is kind of the same way uh they're well, I never actually, really got into they're they're so similar uh in she's ways. like the female chance the rapper i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be so derogative I wouldn't, oh, oh, excuse know. me. But it, like, I wouldn't be so like, oh, she she's the girl version, of it, you know. But yeah, I she definitely that, yeah. like her flow and her lines are have a, the same kind of mood and tone on them. Uh, the music is very pretty uh, and kind of laid back. And uh, her main, her biggest breakout was featuring on a Chance the Rapper song. Right, she was on the, his Acid Rap album, right? Yeah, I believe it was Lost was the song. And that's what kind of got her into the uh, the limelight for a bit. And that was released in 2013, three years before this album. And she somehow still managed to stay relevant that whole time. Which, right. is, which speaks to, I guess, how much talent and charisma she has. To, to keep people intrigued with a couple singles here and there. She does. I mean, charisma, uh, like fucking coming out the, the wazoo, man. Yep. Like she's just dripping with like swagger, but yeah. also like she has that like effortlessly cool vibe to her. Yeah. That's the thing is that she's got that, that suave, kind of smooth coolness about her where she's just kind of like delivering these lines with with that flow and it's just so laid back and effortless 
Yeah. That just, like, so cool. Yeah. Like, you could imagine like, meeting her in a club, like a, like a poetry club, and just talking to her, and she'd just be the coolest laid-back person you'd ever meet. And I would just be, like, intimidated by her because she's so cool. <laughs> right. It's, like, that type of cool where you're just like, oh, I can't even match your energy. And, like, you don't, you're don't, you not even trying. <laughs> and I try so much harder to be w- so less cool than you. Yeah, exactly. And smooth. And, and she just seems like it's a really cool, like, dichotomy of, like, she seems very, like, confident and insecure at the same time. Right. Or maybe maybe it's confident and like vulnerable or something. Well, or like like I'm like she's confident but she can still be hurt, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's confident but still uh I mean she's putting herself out there for sure and she knows that. Like she's not too cool to feel. Right. You know, she's not too cool to be like really honest with her emotions and like really open about that and it's just there's something really like just so like intimidating. Well, it's of that type of personality to me. Yeah, it, it seems like to her, uh, throughout these songs, you get the impression that she thinks that being vulnerable and emotional and unfor unforgivingly loving is cool to her. You know, and yeah. usually for some reason, especially with with guys, like being emotional and being outwardly loving. And trying to look positively at the world is lame. Yeah, it's somehow like weak or it's weak. Yeah, or not or not just not manly. It, uh, and that's something, man. I've combated that my whole fucking life. Right. Yeah. Because you, it, it's just this kind of stigma that everyone grows up with that the man needs to be almost emotionless and strong by. Yeah, stoic. Like, you can't cry, and you can't, like, tell people you love them for some reason, because you have to be the rock or something. You, like, you can't... You can't show vulnerability. It's it's like a caveman mentality, where it's like, if I show any weakness, I'm going to, like, my alpha status (laughs) is going to be fucking taken from me. You know, that's like, that's like the... We're not lions. Yeah. You know, and it's it's hard to find... um, That's what got me so into... Smino and Saba after listening to No Name because they are that they are the the new you know male mm-hmm. like they they are R&B but they are hip hop at the same time and so you get the best of both worlds where they're just like they're these confident guys who can also be vulnerable and talk about really personal shit all the time I mean like Earth Gang is such a great uh, representation of that mm-hmm. you know and it's just like you it's I, that's why I don't think either of us really like to an extent I love really braggadocious hip hop because it's like oh my god this is, it's like so ridiculous I mean you like do. hearing yes. you know like hearing some of the things that they say I'm just like god damn I like there's parts of me that wish I had that type of like fucking narcissism you know just cockiness like there's something to that that I think is like is very uh, attractive and like powerful yeah. But then, but you know, and and I wish I had. I wanted to. I want to have that balanced out with the vulnerability and and knowing that that part of my personality, the really braggadocious part, is just it is putting on airs. Right. But it's you know, if you can make it funny or uh, you know charming, then that's great. Like that's that's Action Bronson to me. You know, that's uh, Run the Jewels to me. Right. 
is making arrogance like funny and almost like tongue in cheek at that point because it's so turned up to f- fucking eleven. Well, it's it's almost paradoxical because yeah, you can tell with these guys that they do honestly feel like that that confidence and that braggadociousness, but at the same time, it doesn't come off like their egos are so inflated and. That they, they make fun of themselves too. Yeah, they do, they do make fun of themselves, and they have action makes fun of himself a lot. <laughs> they they like run the jewels will have at least one song, usually near the end of the album, where they do get more uh, emotional and personal with yeah. their stuff, less braggadocious, less uh, on top of the world. You know, I think Outcast honestly is like a really good representation of that too. Yeah. Yeah, because Outkast has everything from the party music to the, you know, gangster rap braggadocious music to, like, the personal stuff and the and the more vulnerable and sensitive stuff. And, I like, they – I think they're almost to a T, like, exactly what I'm talking about of just having that balance. And it's like you can be a man and you can be sensitive and you can be vulnerable. Right. And, and uh, to bring it back, she does reference Andre – 3000 yeah in one of the tracks yeah she she has a lot of like in one of the tracks she's referencing like a bunch of people yeah she uh i think missy missy elliott uh andre uh she mentions yeezus she mentions kanye in one of the songs yeah uh and it's it's dude there's something about uh chicago like people coming out of chicago in this scene that they they tend to gravitate towards like the jazzy beats well you know chicago is kind of the birthplace of that stuff right you know that people say that new orleans is but i feel like chicago definitely was like the birth of the cool like wasn't miles davis from chicago uh, was he new york God, I don't know. <laughs> you know i don't know either but i feel like there's there's just something really cool about like the vibe of chicago in general that i feel like the music just is such a great reflection of that it's just like it's their vibe man yeah that's the vibe of chicago that's like when you're in new york like east coast hip-hop has the vibe of new york like aggressive and like (laughs) it just doesn't stop and it's just bars you know like very little hooks and like east coast hip-hop and then the west coast has like funk and r&b a lot more mixed into their stuff and they're like bringing back 70s stuff and like to me that's like the california vibe it's like this like any 60s and 70s like r&b music just feels so california it, so it's it's cool like to to you know you hear those distinctions in all those different types of and uh, all those different scenes yeah it's it's just interesting how vastly the music changes from region to region yet how it's it's still cohesive yeah, man, and there's something about this album too that feels um it feels very mixtapey in the sense that it feels like almost like a group project. Yeah, and in the way that uh the features are on here. Yeah. I feel like is a lot more involved than other rap projects where they just come in, do a verse and leave. Yeah, cuz you think about like, you know, there's Felix, Saba and Camo B that did pretty much all the writing and producing of the music on this record. But they're also featured on more than half the tracks, like as MCs or singing the hooks. Mm. 
and they have great voices. And as MC, as an MC, Saba is fucking amazing. He has the same type of poet poetic you know cadence and delivery of that's why I call it slam poetry because it's just this like the delivery of just this you know I don't know there's something really cheesy about poetry too like when someone reads you poetry sure when they, when they get really into it you know <laughs> and and it's just it's crazy how this album probably 10 years ago I it would not have bridged the gap for me of of combining poetry with R&B and hip hop with music that does sound like an after school special in the eighties, <laughs> you know, almost cheesy jazzy music, but made really cool too. And produced so fucking beautifully. Like everything sounds so nice oh, on yeah. this record, but this wouldn't have like been able to, you know, yeah. Like kind of bridge the gap for me to where I could get into it. And it's later on in life that I heard this. and I'm, I'm able to give it so much more appreciation of just the musicianship alone, but it's really cool that like Saba, Felix, Camo B, Smino, and Raven, I think are all from Chicago also. So they're clearly like all friends and all in the same scene. And they just like, they're like, let's do a fucking, let's ha- let's help no name do a mixtape. I mean, yeah. And it's, it, you can, you can tell they kind of influence each other. Cause whenever, whenever they pop out a verse, they kind of match no name and her writing style so well like no one's no one's out here like ruining the vibe with some some g- crazy off the wall verse like it all fits. no they're like falling right right in with it yeah right? yeah like they all know they're all on the same exact page about like what this song is about the the tone of this song the themes uh and it's rare to see that kind of cohesiveness honestly yeah, which, you know, I this album gave me the same feeling talking about cohesiveness as uh, Good Kid, Mad City yeah. by Kendrick because I felt like that album had so much cohesion and, like, the theme of it being kind of like a story, but also the beats, like, even though some were a little different vibes, I felt like they all went so well together and when I first posted about it, like this is when I had a Facebook, like back in 2012 or whatever, and I was posting about that album being like, holy shit, this is one of the best hip hop records I've heard ever. And I'm like, and I saw that Dr. Dre was like the executive producer of the album. Hmm. So I'm like, fucking Dr. Dre, like killing it with all these beats, like amazing, like just such cohesion, but able to be so varied too. And uh, I didn't know until after I had posted about it that pretty much every song on that record has a different producer. Is that right? Yeah. There's there's a handful of different producers on that album which makes it even more impressive to me how cohesive it was. Huh. In 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 vibe, you know? Um but this one doesn't have that d- doesn't have all those different people in it. So it's like you do have like you have pretty much Felix and Saba and Camo B either all working together or switching off on all these songs and, and writing the music. And it's just like, just has this great fucking, you know, like it's, it's, I can't say that it, that all the songs don't sound the same cause they do. Right. And, but they all have something different, um, to offer, you know, in terms of like a little piano part that stands out or a specific synth that stands out or like some songs use electric bass and some songs use fretless, like electric bass. 
like uh, or like some use like a synthesizer bass and other ones yeah. use like a fretless right. bass and it's just like they all have the different feelings and man listening to this in a car or like with a really good pair of headphones like you can get all of that in at once and that's why i say like it's such a great smoking record it's just like it it's it it, it envelops you and it's mm. like the the there's so many background vocals going on during like in all these songs too and those like will build and just kind of like and almost feel like surround sound at certain points hmm. like on um sunny duet on all i need on reality check like those like on a lot of these songs it's just like they'll have these like five four or five people all singing at the same time all singing different harmonies to each other so it just builds this chord and then they'll they'll like and they'll like get bigger and they'll get like airy and they'll like fill the fucking room and they'll just like fill the fucking like big cavity i have in my head (laughs) <laughs> and all my sinuses will like vibrate and shit. And I'm just like, oh, like I can your feel skin this. will clear up and yeah, dude, yeah, your it'll hair like will grow thick and strong. It'll clear my pores and like yeah, and, and I'll I'll it's it really is like there's something like very encompassing about this record. Like you can you you really do like it is a it is an album to me. You know, it, it's it's so cohesive that it does like you can sit down in one sitting it's 33 minutes long or something like yeah it is so easy to sit down and just vibe out for half an hour you know and it's one of those that has so much going on lyrically from everyone not just no name but all of her features too that it it, it, they're the re-listenership or like the the replayability is so fucking strong on this album for sure and especially since uh, it's it's odd because the music is very chill, and the vibe of the of the vocalists are very chill, but they kind of rap pretty fast throughout this whole album. So going back and catching some lines you didn't catch before also adds to that replayability. And there's a lot of lines, dude. You give No Name sixteen fucking measures to to rap in, and she's gonna give She'll you tell so you much her life story. She will tell you, yeah, she is, and and it's so cool to to see the the all her features be able to do the same thing. Like some of the features might just be singing hooks, and some of those hooks are right. fucking great and get stuck in my head all the time. Uh, but you know, it's it's everyone just has this like poetic lyricism to it that, yeah, man, and just that plus all the notes on Genius, which I didn't even get to go through all of them, like make it uh, uh, this whole you get this whole experience listening to this record and it, it's a, it's a really all around like I, I, this is the only album of the 20 something that we've done so far that genius has added so much to the experience of listening to it. Well, it also might be because we'd pick not so popular and current albums. <laughs> yeah, that could definitely be the case <laughs> for sure. Uh, but let's I, I think we ought to go into Nar Nugs. Yeah, man. Um man, this was hard. It was hard for me to pick my nugs. Right. Uh which I'm I'm sure you're not surprised of at this point. Like I'm just gushing over this record. Uh but you know, love yesterday. I love Diddy right. Bop. Love reality check. Um, you know, there's only a few songs that I felt like were like not skippable because I love I like every song I don't love every song 
Um, but there were some few that were just like, okay, like not standouts, you know? Yeah. Uh, even though if musically there were some parts in all those songs that I still really liked a lot, and uh, especially like, you know, Stone listening to it, like I can still sit there and vibe for the whole fucking album, but <clears throat> I almost fucking ran out of breath there. Uh, <laughs> I would say my first like clear, clear winner is Sunny Duet. Sunny Duet. The second album. The second song. That or the second song. Uh that intro where they took some vocal lines of almost like a barbershop quartet type sounds, but they edited them to where they're like It's almost like it might be like a a piano line or like a a horn line, but they use like three four harmony vocals and cut it up in a ah dude that is so cool (laughs) and sounds so awesome and beautiful and like original to me and i the the oh sorry go ahead no yeah i it it just uh yeah i don't i don't i didn't have anything to add (laughs) i I know i'm just like gushing man i'm talking and i didn't i i feel like i'm just going off right now i'm sorry but i'm just I, yeah, I Sunny Duet like, you know, and they have this, that kind of, delayed or almost ping pongy hi hat, throughout the whole thing that the hi every time he hits a hi hat it does like, and it adds to that like lo fi music to study to kind of like trippy vibe a little bit very stony, right. And uh, man, yeah, and her she she does kind of like quick delivery. And uh, there's there's one line that by the mind who has a great voice where he goes like this world is oh so crazy. You're kind of cutting out a little bit there, bud. Oh no! Uh, can you hear me? It's like it like comes in ways. It's like you're moving back and forth from the microphone. Oh my bad, my bad. Uh, maybe I moved the microphone a little bit. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, like the. The line by the mind where he's singing that the that vocal part in the chorus where he's like, "This world is oh so crazy," and he does that like he does like a high note of it, and he does the really low note of it, and those two like voices together are just like so cool. <laughs> and I love the mind's voice on this song too. Yeah, and that with the. Uh barbershop kind of like doo-wops is kind of a perfect combination yeah man and uh, man yeah this was like uh it's just so it's so unique but also like gives me very clear like 80s jazz like herbie hancock type vibes (laughs) right right like uh yeah that's that's a definitely one of my choice nugs and what was your uh, second one? My other one was uh, Interlude. Fr- uh, Freedom, Freedom Interlude. Yeah. Yes. Uh, amazing lyrics in that song. Yeah, she, that's she goes the, off, man. It's one of the few tracks uh, without any features on it. Yeah, she she goes off for like, I think it's just about three minutes. Yeah, right. I, I do wonder why... It's called. I I wonder why it's labeled interlude, honestly, because it's three minutes and twenty seconds. It's 
it's the sixth track i guess it's in the middle but it sounds like as much a song as any other song (laughs) yeah you know going into it i forgot the the first time because i hadn't i only heard this album once before we decided to do it on the on the podcast and when i was like re-listening to it i was just like oh cool an interlude's coming up like a nice three minute instrumental and i think (laughs) it's because like to me it sounds like musically it is it is an interlude you know is it it's kind of it, it has it's the whole the whole song is the same three or four chords and the same drum part for three minutes I mean, yeah, it seems like she really wanted to focus even more so on her vocals and what she's saying. Uh, yeah. Rather than any music, musical intricacy, I guess. Yeah, right. The the music is a lot more of like just a platform for her for her lyrics on the Which you song. Could, and it's so you cool. can make an so, argument for any song for the right for any track, right? Um, but I, dude, I'll, I mean, honestly, like musically this out, al- if this, if this was an instrumental album, I would love it too. <laughs> you know, it's like, she adds a lot to it. She makes it really good. And, she, but without her on it, I would still listen to this record. Right. And I love like on interlude, like there's this like really nice, like synth pad kind of like doing this, like, yeah. like it's really nice, like jazzy really chill it reminded me a lot of um common has a song it's the opening track of his album b i don't know if you've ever heard that album i haven't well yeah there's a really dope synth part at the end that's like this but like turned up like really loud so this is like a really chill stony version of it i really loved it and like the drums having that constant you know like yeah, yeah, like just hitting the snare, hitting the with the little uh, brushes, yeah. and just like lightly tapping the the kick. It's very, yeah, it's very like droney. I mean, the whole I, song. I know she has a tiny desk concert. I haven't watched it, but I bet it's fantastic. I bet it translates yeah, dude. very well. Oh, I bet. I'm watching that after after we record this for sure. Yeah, like. The only thing that sucked is the the first time I'd heard this record, the end of Freedom had like a soundbite of Nina Simone like being interviewed. Yeah. Talking about what it means to feel freedom, what it means to like feel free. And it's a really cool, really like beautiful quote by her. But the version on Spotify doesn't have it anymore. They they took it out. Yeah, mine, uh, YouTube Music doesn't have it. I was confused when I got on Genius and it it described this whole thing on there i i wonder uh, i wonder why that that is yeah i was i was confused by that um and i and i don't know i think it's like so beautiful like let me let me see if i can uh yeah freedom i want to pull up the the quote because she she talks about being able to finally like kind of lose herself on stage only a few times and the quote is i don't know who you know it's it probably says on genius like who's being who's interviewing her um but he asked her like what what's free to you and she said like you know uh, how do you describe f- being free like she said it's it's just a feeling it's like how do you tell someone how it feels to be in love like how are you going to tell anybody who has not been in love how it feels to be in love you can't do it to save your life you can describe things but you can't tell them 
but you know when it happens. That's what I mean by free. I had a couple times on stage when I really felt free. And she goes, that's really something else. I'll tell you what freedom is to me. No fear. And I think that's like so beautiful. Hmm. And, uh, you know, originally, like, I think this might have been my choice snug when I listened to the album last year. But I remember that quote listening to like that quote stayed with me. And it was such a beautiful like way to end this song where she's getting so like, like you said, it's like, it's lyrically, it's just, it's a, it's very personal. Right. And she's talking about alcoholism and she's talking about, you know, losing her grandma again, like bringing it up. And she's talking about falling in love and then falling out of love. And she even fucking mentions Bill Cosby, which (laughs) I think (laughs) it was such a great line. Bill Cosby ain't the God we made him. They all forgave him. Yeah. Just like, whoo, God damn. Like, so, so heavy. And And even anyway, yeah. like with them, uh, I mean, I think they recently overturned his verdict, right? Or they, they like fucking said he did. was innocent. I and, can't believe it, man. And I guess that, you know, it's weird. They all forgave him. <laughs> Made in 2016. Yeah. Man, I saw a lot of people that I follow on Instagram, like rappers and, and actors and everything that had a hard time even believing any of the women because of how beloved Cosby is, man. Yeah, it was kind of like a... I never watched it, but Mr. Rogers uh, was kind of the equivalent to... Yeah, he was the most wholesome dad on TV. Yeah. And he was a black dad. So yeah. it was so important to so many people. And I watched it so much growing up, man. Like, the Cosby's was, like, huge for me growing up. So finding out about that was hard for me, too, but it's crazy to see how many people have many excuses for him. Hmm. Either even saying like, oh, they sure. Yeah. They, like they weren't trying to sleep with Bill Cosby to fucking get ahead. It's just like, Jesus Christ. Like, you know, and, and it, it's, it's cool to see like no name just being like, you know, putting it out there and being like, he's not the God we made him out to be, but like everyone still forgave him. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, man, there, this, I would say interlude is, is the one that I feel most personally, or uh, freedom is the one I feel most personally connected to on this album. Like the song that I, that to me, like will make me cry when I listen to it. Mm. So e- easy, strong fucking choice nug for me. Well, all right. Um, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to come to a consensus about what your favorite songs on here are, but it's good that you got to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for the support. Uh, myself, I was, uh, definitely the first song yesterday. Like, I love even just like the first lines she does. Uh, and I thought the first time she said, and I know that money don't make me help. Don't really make me help. Oh. (laughs) And I was, I was curious about like, what is this? I guess she's like, yeah, I don't feel guilty about getting all this money or something. Sure. Uh, and then the lyrics, when I looked it up on Genius, made a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, that's a great hook on that song. And I just love her vocals throughout this entire song. I think she went above and beyond on this track, on the verses and the chorus. Uh, like on the on the verses, she's a little, she's a little more active, I guess. Mm-hmm. a little more energetic than some of the other songs, which isn't saying too much. Uh, but I also love the 
kind of backup vocals in the back, the kind of chorusy, choir sounding uh, backing tracks, especially. When the sun's going down. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Yeah. Sunny, yeah. Like yesterday. It's so pretty, man. And like uh, maybe my favorite part on this album is the second time she uh, does that first couple lines like, and I know the money don't really make me because the those little backup vocals come in and it's just so satisfying and clean and smooth. Uh, Yeah. When they're doing like when the sun is going down, the dark is going to stay. And then like when everyone comes in, like it was yesterday and like, it's like five people singing at that point, like a chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, 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 that's one of those hooks on this album that gets stuck in my head a lot. The sun is going down. And really dreamy, nice electric piano, really great jazzy drumming. Yeah, right. My, probably some of the more active drums on this album, which again isn't, <laughs> which is insane a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still pretty fucking chill, but it's great drumming. It's very tight in the pocket drumming the whole album. Yeah, and this is a this is a nice intro to like, yep, this is the this is how tight you're gonna hear it the whole record. Really nice technical jazz drumming. Yeah, and uh, you know, I love the piano line on this song, but it it sounds like when I say cheesy, like it's, it's this type of stuff where it almost sounds like Charlie Brown music. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I think it sounds nostalgic for a time that I didn't live in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It sounds like early eighties, late seventies, early eighties, like jazz music, right? Yeah. Maybe even early nineties, you know, like a, that type of progressive jazz that got really cheesy. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, yesterday's a good one. It, it was that was one of my contenders for sure. What's your other one? Uh, my other one is Casket Pretty. That's a great which one. Which is man. I don't I didn't mean to pick uh, two of the four songs that don't have uh, features, but I guess that's just what happened. <laughs> Even though the I mean, features are fantastic on the album, I guess I just love No Name the best. I don't blame you, dude. I mean, Casket Pretty also has uh, it's it's quick and 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 you know hits you good. Yeah, it's under two minutes. It has this. Um, I don't know how to describe the music of this one. It has a very breathy synth, kind of doing this tiny little hook. Yeah, and then that really nice at the end of every one of those lines that string little thing that comes in and kind of like builds yeah. up as it's coming in. Kind of like a uh, like a harp or something. Yeah, like I wonder. It sounds like a very filtered, compressed like strings from like an old movie or something. Yeah, and also the uh, uh, oh my, is casket pretty? Ain't none other than this says city. Like I love how that. I don't know if that's a chorus or anything, but I I love how she uses that. I love how she says that. Yeah, what a what a term to casket pretty. Like God. Yeah, damn. man. It's it and it's just like the subject matter as well is so uh, rough and it's it's not fun to think about. 
No. Uh, but she even said when she wrote it, like the summer before she wrote it, there had been like a lot of police brutality in Chicago. So she was like using that as just like, you know, basis for this song. And it's definitely what most of it seems to be about. And just talking about casket pretty. Cause you're thinking like, you know, police brutality, but also like gang violence and stuff. You know, people, people always talk about like not wanting to get shot in the face so they can have an open casket. Right. Like, Fucking hell, man. It's like, shh shit man that's that's and it's obviously nothing that i can relate to or anything right i was thinking the same thing it's like something i hope i never i can never relate to but you i you can still empathize right like how i mean yeah and yeah and it's it's just the imagery that she gets across she knows how to paint a scene and she loves uh writing lines with colors Uh, yeah and i think it's it makes for a very vibrant picture uh, and I love the line, uh, too many babies in suits. <laughs> yeah, man. There's so many ways to take that. Cause like you think like when people get buried, they're usually buried in a suit, right? And yeah. you can say babies just like young people just getting shot from violence or police brutality. But also like I thought to like young people going to, to jail and when you're in court, you're in a suit, you know? Yeah. And, and there was a, a, a kind of another way to interpret it i know this isn't the right one but i also kind of interpret it as the cops in suits and just how immature they are with their power because they can't control their the whole time she's talking about the cops and their like their ego and how much they lust for that power and that domination uh like a child would yeah right yeah like you get that that power fucking trip yeah and kids get a power trip too man collecting your checkmate i know you in love with the power you know yeah 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 man that's but it's also like you think it's crazy to have such heavy themes with uh such beautiful music (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's really nice like dude definitely check out saba check out smino i think you would really dig both those guys a lot if you like this which uh, leads me to uh, your rating. Well, uh, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you feel about this album? I, I, if this were an instrumental album, I would not listen to it because I love it, it's very beautiful music. It's very pretty. It's it's great to smoke to or whatever. Uh, but <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> or whatever whatever you fucking always do yeah but to my my little caveman brain it's just not enough to keep me interested and all the okay. songs kind of share the same feel about them it's it's kind yes. of hard for me to uh hum out any particular song uh i can i can remember the lines and in the lyrics much easier than the music uh so no name is really the one that got this thing you know across the the 10 yard line for me and her charisma her poeticism the her imagery is fantastic she's she's a beautiful lyricist um with that being said, I think I'm gonna give it around like a 
a six. Uh, or maybe, I don't know, maybe a little lower. Uh, like a 5.8 or a six or something. Cause it's, it's a, it's a really easy album to listen to and it's pretty, but there's nothing that really hooked me. Uh, musically so hard musically yeah because like yeah because you you said like you like the features you you like no name but uh dude i mean yeah if you don't if <laughs> if the music doesn't grab you from the first song then uh it's not gonna grab you by the last one <laughs> yeah because there's yeah. not gonna be much else for you to to take in it, it like the first song kind of is one of the more musically not rich but i guess involved Mm-hmm. And so if that if that doesn't there's more energy in it, right? Yeah, right. It's a it's an energetic opener for sure, yeah. Which is probably part of the reason why it's one of my favorite songs. It's that it's one of the more energetic ones on the album. Yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, I I not to do parallels, but I I do prefer Chance the Rapper uh over this cuz he's a li- just a little more energetic. Right. He's a little more I guess zany. Uh, he's got his music is a little more it's a little harder it's definitely not as like chill the entire time for mm-hmm. like the entire album uh, but yeah it, it like a 5.8 is what I'm saying for this album alright all right. that's cool that's cool uh, I'm obviously going to be way higher than yours yeah uh, I'm way higher I than sure you right now I sure would hope so <laughs> You sound way higher than me, but I'm no, I'm way higher than you right now. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, God, dude, like I, I went off on a fucking, on a tangent, like l- talking about this record just because like I'm listening to it while we're talking right now. And it's just like, it's, I, it, it is so good. I love this album so much and you know, it, it, gets better the more i listen to it like i said the replayability on this thing is just it's so layered and text the music is so textured and dynamic but every song has the same vibe every song has the same motif but there's there's so much going on in each track that i can just sit there and be like oh there's little like clicky things i'm like you know i oh i love that and then and uh i would i would definitely say like and I, ha- I haven't said this in a few records because uh it's it's a belief i don't really hold on to much anymore but there's examples like this where i truly feel like smoking weed makes this album so much better <laughs> like i will i know I, you try I, to stay away from saying stuff like that as much as you can you, you know honestly like i try not to say it often because like some things just you know are objectively good um and some things get that that fucking you know that that boost from from smoking along with it and this is one of those records man there's the music has it is so nice on my ears when i'm high (laughs) and and it and there's so it adds so many like literally like moments where i get goosebumps or or tickled or tingly or my brain like you ever you ever had those moments where you listen to music and like you feel like there's like a a wash over your brain from like your it starts in your forehead and it almost feels like these like you're getting like it's like a little tidal wave like going over the whole top of your head uh i think i think on a very very few occasions 
I felt that. Okay, I used to feel it a lot more, like in my teens and like early twenties, mm. and I don't really get that feeling that much from music as often. And this is one of the records that, like, the first time I listened to it, and and you know, stills at moments is just this wash of this like cool feeling that goes starts at like right above my eyebrows and spreads over my forehead and goes to the back of my head of just like moments on the album that just give me this like existential existential fucking experience. <laughs> so I I just I get a lot out of this record when I'm smoking along with it and uh so I'm going to I mean for me this is like a solid 9. Wow. Well, all right. I I believe that's uh, did you did you listen to this on uh, album of the day? I did. Well, it, it must be higher than you rated. I it think back it then. is. Yeah, I think it is. Like, yeah, like I said, like the replayability because there's so much there in the ter- in terms of like textures in the music and in her lyrics. Like, I get more and more the go the more I listen to it. I get more out of it. Right. And it makes the experience of like then listening to it again. I'm listening to it with more, almost like knowledge and experience of the record. So I listen to it with a new appreciation. And what's great is that every time I've done that, I still get something new. So the next time is even more appreciated. Like it just this mm-hmm. album has built for me, and it's like it's really like it's very unique in that way. So it's it's grown on me literally. Like in my appreciation for it. Wow. Yeah. Well, all right. Yeah. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well, I guess that's uh. Yeah, man. I I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'll come back to it someday. Maybe it'll grow a little more on me. I'm sure this yeah, won't you be know? the last I I listen to, No Name, at all. Yeah, and like I said, dude, check out Smino and Saba. Like I I you know knowing that you don't really get much out of this music. Um, they have similar music, but they they definitely have more. I would say more energy and other things to offer in terms of like lyrics and stuff. Um, Smino is more of the R and B, more like singy type stuff, like love songs, but also can like talk about smoking weed and like doing doing like you know hood stuff with his friends. Yeah. And then Saba is more of the like existential, personal lyrics. Um, that you might get like something from both of those guys, but yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm glad you uh, you got something out of No Name at least. I was I was hoping I didn't know that you were a fan of Chance the Rapper, so yeah, that's I'm I'm glad that you were able to get you know connect with with that <laughs> with this album coming from like you know appreciation for something that's already kind of like similar to it. Yeah, and and I uh, I do have a Chance the Rapper album on our little list of albums to to talk about. I I I I was thinking fifty fifty. We I may or may not bring it up, cause if you don't, like Chance has a pretty, he can have a pretty annoying voice. If you don't, that's why like I it. haven't been able to get into him. Yeah, and so yeah. I didn't want I didn't want to make you listen to a whole album of it. You know, like being annoyed and frustrated by his voice the whole time. But I, I mean, I I haven't given him an honest chance, so I'm I'm down to listen. Like I'm not. I wouldn't, you know, be upset if you picked it. But what, what, uh, what album do you want to do next time? I will tell you uh, sometime today. <laughs> All right. Well, we will uh, listen to Redacted on next episode. <laughs>
<laughs> you can you can edit it in later. Yeah, I'll splice it in. <laughs> well, right. buddies, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, leave us a comment. You can find us on Instagram at ebpcast. You can find uh, Brett at Brett Hanrahan with like 38 A's. You can find me at Jean-Luc Guitard. Um, give us follows. Uh, give us some likes. Give us some comments. Let us know what you thought about this record. Uh, and, you know, average based on me and Brett's reviews, it's like a 7, maybe. 7.5 for, the, for, for an average listener. So, uh, you know, y'all might dig it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, Brett, you were half asleep throughout this episode, but you did it. You fucking were done. We're at the end. Oh, oh. oh shit. Oh, oh you... What? Were you... Oh, no. Were you talking in your sleep oh, again? this was the... Oh, God, this is so embarrassing. I sleep podcast a Dude, lot. You... <sighs> You've done it before, but I didn't think you were fucking still doing it. Well, it's just such a hard addiction to to, to kick. You it's know? really impressive. Like you, we had a coherent conversation, even though you, you know you were kind of slipping in, in and out of you how, know consciousness at times. Are we? Oh, we're, we're an hour and a half in. Oh wow, that's it, dude. We have another forty five minutes. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. All right. So the album we're talking about today is uh, "Telephone" by uh, Smino. Sabo? Uh by uh by no name. I didn't listen to it, so I yeah, oh, I don't really know. All right. it well pop it on now and we'll just like kinda have a you know, we'll have a live reaction. Yeah. Uh the second half of this episode will be up on our Patreon. Uh so go ahead and <laughs> Oh dude, I haven't there. even been recording. Oh. Oh, well then let's just start over, alright? Yeah, alright. Okay. What's um, up, buds? Welcome to another episode. <laughs>